holy God, we give you thanks for precious children who lead us in worship this day. We give you thanks, O God, that you have called us here into this holy space to worship you. We pray for the faith-like children to be able to receive, to be open to your holy word, even as you speak to us now. For it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Listen for God's word. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him, one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all become deserters, I will not. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he said vehemently, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of them said the same. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And continuing on the same night in Mark 14, beginning with verse 66, found on page 50 in your pew Bible. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, And he went out into the forecourt, then the cock crowed, and the servant girl on seeing him began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. Then after a little while the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse, and he swore an oath. that moment the cock crowed for the second time and then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him 
for the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. There's a TV commercial running now that I really get a kick out of. It's an advertisement for somebody's chicken nuggets, and the gimmick is this, that they have these adorable little children, four or five years old, tasting the chicken nugget and then being amazed at how good it is and saying things like, I've lived my whole life and you haven't given these to me before. And then one little girl with big soulful eyes looks at the camera and says to her parents, I am very disappointed in you. (laughs) The ultimate parental trump card, I am disappointed in you. You're not living up to my standards, my expectations, my hopes. The Gospel of Mark is the very first gospel written down And it has a very peculiar sub-theme. While telling the wonderful story of Jesus of Nazareth, Son of Man, Messiah, while telling that gospel, there is a subplot that goes like this. The disciples are all a disappointment. There are no valiant men, no heroes among the twelve closest to Jesus, though they are hand picked by the Messiah, none of them lives up to the hopes and expectations of Jesus or of the readers. The most prominent example is, of course, Peter, brash, foot-in-mouth Simon Peter, a good old boy from Galilee. One day Jesus is with them, you remember, and he says, so who do you say that I am? And Peter says, oh, oh, You're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus congratulates him and says, On this rock I can build. And he begins to talk about his suffering, at which point Peter gets in the face of Jesus and says, Never, Lord, never. And Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. Peter, you are a disappointment. Or on another day, Jesus walks up to a boatload of disciples while they are still out on the Sea of Galilee. He comes walking to them on the water. The others are terrified, and Peter jumps up and says, Me, me, me. And he climbs out of the boat, and he starts to sink, and he panics and yells. Jesus reaches out and catches him, hauls him back into the boat, and says, Oh, ye of little faith. Peter is a disappointment. Then this scene in the upper room, the very last night with Jesus, the last chance to get it right. Jesus declares, all of you will run away. All of you will deny me. Not me, says Peter. Jesus looks at him, I believe, with sorrow in his voice. He says, Before dawn, before this night is over, you will deny me three times. And Jesus is right. And Peter is a disappointment one more time, a disappointment to Jesus and to himself, and he weeps bitterly at the truth. 
Now, this is my question. Why does Mark give us such lousy examples of disciples? Could he not do a better job with what we call the spin factor, you know, cleaning them up for public appearance? Could not Mark find at least one person wearing a Super Bowl ring or one person on the Forbes magazine top 100 to stand up and endorse Jesus? Why such lousy role models among the disciples? Mark tells us this disappointing story in order to encourage us to recognize in them ourselves. None of us is here because of our virtue. None of us is a shining example of a follower of Jesus. We are here because of God's goodness and not ours. So we go stumbling along the disciples' road. Some days we slip and fall and others have to help us get up. Some days we lose our way and end up on dead-end streets and others have to help us find our way back. Apparently all disciples on some days are deserters. And the gospel is that all deserters are welcomed to the table by the Messiah who prays, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Some days we get it right. Some days we sing our hosannas and mean it and are glad. And other days we say, Jesus who? Some days we tell of his glories and other days we keep our mouths shut. Disciple, deserter, disappointment, disciple. That is why Jesus is a savior and not a coach. That is why he is here for our salvation and not our self-improvement plan. He breaks the bread at the table of deserters and passes the cup knowing full well what they can and cannot do. And then he says to them and he says to us, this is for you. I am for you. Eat this and remember me. For this season of Lent, we have been reading Tim Keller's book, Reason for God, And the book is set up as a conversation with those who do not believe. The videos we have watched together are give and take between Reverend Keller and seven people who do not follow Jesus and are not interested right now in doing so. This is the great challenge of our day to speak about our hope, to explain out loud from time to time why we have faith, why we think God is good, why we trust in this Jesus as one to lean on. Anne Weems, in a Lenten poem, asks this question. In which courtyard must we answer whether we know him or not? In which courtyard must we answer whether we know him or not? Not explain him, not answer every question someone may have about God or scripture or what the church is or is not doing, but to to 
confess that we know him. At a family holiday meal with the generations gathered together to say that we know him. Early in the morning, standing in line at Starbucks, talking to folk heading into their day. In the waiting room of the hospital or the mental health center or some dark night at the detox facility to confess our trust in him. With a passing stranger on a plane or with the oldest friend we have, this is the challenge for our age. In which courtyard must we answer whether we know him or not? Mark does not leave Peter or us in denial. For Mark knows the rest of the story, and so do we, that after the resurrection, Jesus will gather these same folk and eat with them again. And Peter will indeed become a leader, a rock for the church. The story says that doubting Thomas will go all the way to India, and James will go all the way to Spain, and John will give testimony in Ephesus and in exile on the island of Patmos, that all these deserters become disciples. Mark wants us to know that lots of disciples before us have had their bad days and their fearful times. And he also wants us to know the good news, that we serve a Savior who forgives and invites us back to the table over and over again. Now that is a story that we can all tell. Thanks be to God. We again welcome you on this Palm Sunday and a special welcome to those visiting with us this morning. We invite everyone to sign the friendship pad, which is found at the